Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I am one of the hosts, and I am joined today, as always, by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. All, all good. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well. Um, still on the uh, the high from another uh, another <laughs> grueling workout at the Grab Maga Gym um, between work and now. So I uh, I'm still still kind of riding that high from just getting off of a, a, a good workout. So we'll, we'll, we'll take that. It's a Are you thing. kicking over your head yet, Chris? That's what I want to know. A- am I kicking over my head? No, that actually probably is something that's more reserved to like either Kung Fu or, or something like that. Krav Maga is all about self-defense in a very brutal and fast paced way. It's attack quickly and get away as fast as possible. Okay. And, and break bones and break bones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I almost got hit in the face today. So yeah, the, the, anything the, but the face. Yeah, he uh, he 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 was. I, I I may have you know widened the pads just a little bit more than I should have, but he he slipped on the inside of the pad regardless, uh, and so it, it was it was uh, an inch or two from my nose. I'm going um okay. <laughs> So yeah, we we checked our our, our gloves and, and pad positioning, um, but yeah, it's all good. He had gloves on; it was all good. <laughs> it wouldn't have hurt too much. Uh, anyway, so I am great. Um, so what's new in your world, Alberto? We'll start with you. I uh, picked up a, a bunch of post oak for the winter smoking season, and it, it's kind of funny because this place is a. Uh, like in Austin, it's in between two of my shops, so it's real convenient to go to, and it, it's next to a Tesla dealership. And then, like, there's a little mini mart, and then there's like an automotive repair center, and then there's an empty lot. And, and you pull into this empty lot. They only take check or cash, which I like. Wow, you guys take checks. I'm like, interesting. But uh, like, so basically, you just pull in. There's just piles of whatever. You just you have enough room to pull in, do a lap, and pull out. And these guys, they call them two by fours. It's basically an upright frame that's two feet by four feet. Mm-hmm. And they stack the wood inside it. You pay them your 50 bucks cash and they watch you load it in your truck. They won't even load it in your truck for you. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, man, we got this all wrong. I'm like, these guys work at an empty lot outside. All they do is, is stack wood in these frames all day, collect $50 cash. There was two trucks in front of me. There was three trucks behind me. And I'm like, and his biggest concern for the day was if he had enough change to, to break my bill. <laughs> I'm like, wow, like, yeah, I'm going about this whole thing all wrong. I'm like, I want this guy's job. Yeah, they, they literally have tarp shacks with a smoker inside the shack that they use for heat and to cook their food. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Um, is that off of 183 by chance? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's called yeah. a Harley's. Okay, I, that if we we don't need wood at, at our house because we've actually trimmed our multiple oaks in our yard, <laughs> so we have wood for days and days. But if we ever need, I know where to go. So that's very, that's very cool. Jim, how about you? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, a little bit of a downer of a week. So I'm trying to perk back up. Um, some uh, job 
stress, if you will, and uh, getting into the holiday season uh, means that a lot there's a lot more on the obligation side. So um, didn't get as many workouts in over the last couple of days as I would like because days have gotten longer. Uh, but uh, Car November is wrapping up by the time this comes out or will have wrapped up. Um, trying to stay as good as possible. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a little little rough week. I will just leave it at that. So, but surviving. Hey, we, we all, we all have to deal with all of that, um, you know, at different times. And it doesn't help at all that the days, uh, the, the, the daylight days are getting shorter and shorter. So we're ending up dealing with the uh, seasonal affective disorder, um, stuff because that's pretty, uh, that's yeah. uh, th- that can affect people a lot. I'm used to being indoors, you know, 95% of the time. So for me, it really isn't that much of a change. <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to somebody about that today, the seasonal disorder thing. Cause I didn't, I don't think that that's ever bothered me, but in the last couple of years, um, more inside work, time change, leaving when it's dark, being inside a building much of the day, coming home when it's dark, that, that gets to you. So, um, Yeah. Well, we're surviving. We're going to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a lot of things that you can do for that. I supplement. I'm, I was whenever I first started getting my blood panels with TRT, I started uh, that part of that was, you know, how's your vitamin D? And so I started supplementing with both vitamin D and vitamin K like two and a half years ago. My levels are now normal ish. But I have to keep taking that stuff in a high dose daily to keep it there because I just don't get sunlight. Um, yeah. And so that's that's kind of an, an alternative way. Uh, some guys will will even do like five minutes at a time in a tanning bed if you can stand to do so. I would probably burn to a crisp at five minutes. So say I'll be a lobster on that one. Yeah. So that won't. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, it probably wouldn't even phase me. I'm not going to lie. No, I, no, gonna, no, I didn't know how to say it, Alberto. So I'm just going to be like, I'll shut up here. <laughs> no, no, that that wouldn't phase you one bit. I'm 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 certain of it. Um, so that's that's lucky for you i guess um they do have tanning beds at, at our, our gym too so you could uh, always use them there if you needed to but i i don't think that you're going to deal with that you're outside most of the time versus inside yeah about half the day yeah, yeah. So, so i'm out there for sure yeah. okay well let's go through some call outs real quickly i'm going to steal our, our welcome wednesday from today because it looks like it jim i counted it but is it 28 new people this week 28 yes that's just uh-huh. fantastic and more and more people and some of them are you know you know some of them have been doing it for a while so they just you know found us um others of them are uh are are you know are maybe newer um but we always see a mix uh but the the awesome thing is that we're just it we're seeing more and more people coming to the group and that means more and more people are finding us which is probably a reflection of us getting a bigger a bigger reach into our into our communities around us and making an effective change. So, Jim, who do you got? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I guess I need a drink of water at some point here. I am going to shout out Mike Russell who posted today, quote, my advice to you guys out there, stick to the plan, it works. Had my follow-up appointment on Monday. We're doing this on a Wednesday, so a couple days ago. Down 45 pounds since my last uh, doctor's appointment in June. Down 72 pounds since April 1st. And we're recording this the 
third-ish week of November. So mm, seven-ish months, give or take. Mm -hmm. Um, Under 200 pounds and in the best shape I've been in in 15 years. Excuse me. Mike says, I am now off all diabetic medications, and my doctor is changing my charts to a history of diabetes. All blood work came back normal. History being had it, not anymore. Yep, that's very, very nice. Um, we're seeing things like that all the time. I kind of got it. Actually, I'm going to save that for our topic here in a minute. Um, <laughs> Alberto, who do you got? I got a fellow member, active member, Greg uh, Bevington. And uh, he actually, for the simple reason, because you know, I'm selfish, this is about me right now, that uh, he posted a picture of his dinner and he made some chicken hearts. And reminded me I haven't made chicken hearts in a while. So guess what I got in my freezer now? Chicken hearts. <laughs> yeah, I had chicken hearts for the first time at the Brazilian steakhouse at the meetup that we uh, the the north the North Austin or Georgetown meetup that we had recently. So that was uh, interesting. They were rather chewy. They didn't have bacon wrap. I'm sure that the, the ones that you make are better. Yeah, the the key that I found because. Uh, I brine them. I brine them for 24 hours and that completely changes the texture. Otherwise they're just like a really chewy black olive. They got Mm -hmm. a lot of firmness to them, Mm -hmm. but if you can, you can cut that by about half if you brine them in salt water. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my go-to. Then you wrap it in bacon and it just makes everything amazing. (laughs) Everything's better with bacon. That's right. So let's, I'm going to pose the question and then I'll, I'll, uh, then I'll kind of bring in why I bring up the question. How do you guys uh, integrate your experience with keto and the, the the recovery of health that you've had? Alberto, I know that you have something to say about this because of the <laughs> UC groups. Um, oftentimes we're met with people who are like fingers in their ear, la, 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 la. I can't hear what you're saying regardless of if it could help me. How do you guys deal with that? Because – that's no fun. Yeah, I'll go I'm ahead and start. Just, this might start. take <laughs> this. This might take a minute. We we got something brewing. No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I actually had this exact conversation with with Tony, our our friend Tony, um, up in Wichita Falls, and what and what it comes down to because in in those ulcerative colitis support groups, the I'm just going to go ahead and call it the ignorance is astounding, mm-hmm. and and you know you could try to argue with everyone and change their mind, you're going to get nowhere. So it's just, I just accepted the fact that I'm just going to put the information out there. The information is there for anyone to research that they want. There's information is there for anyone to argue that they want. I don't really argue over the internet. So I just kind of, I just, you know, give them a smile and a nod and a thumbs up and then say, well, thanks for your comment and just move on. But uh, I mean, I, the way I look at it is I'm, I'm fairly consistently posting uh, a lot of it's food, a lot of it's my workouts, a lot of it's my success stories. So anyone that has a negative comment, Due to the algorithm, they're seeing everything I post anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jim, how about you? You know, I, I, I really don't have much to add from what Alberto said. Um, you know, it's just funny to see how people read into things into social media and take their opinions and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So I'm just going to ride, keep riding along with Alberto and you on that. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I can answer for Jim, too. <laughs> let, let me throw an answer in for Jim. <laughs> 
Um, and it, and it's, this is just strictly based on me. Cause like, and I, and I've said it before, like, I never told anyone, like I was keto for two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of immediate family. Cause I just didn't want to be that guy. I didn't know if I was going to stick with it. I didn't want to be like, you see like, you know, your friends will hop on keto on Facebook for like two weeks and they're posting, this is keto bread. This is this, this is that. And then like three weeks later, they no, they're back to usual. And I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I never told anyone outside of immediate family. And, and to be perfectly honest, it never came up mm-hmm. ever, even in social gatherings. And it took about two years before one of my, uh, a painter at one of my shops actually was just like, he's like, Hey man, he's like, do you eat keto? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And he's just like, Oh, he's like, cause you know, I was looking into it and I started and all of a sudden like he put the dots together and it just clicked. Mm-hmm. But at that point, like he knew me two years ago and he knew me and he knows me now. So when in the context of that conversation, it legitimately comes up as they're curious and they've already seen the results. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that whole like, oh, you're going to kill yourself and die. Like, dude, yeah. I've been doing it for two years and they know it now. So it, it, have, it eases it all over completely when they approach you out of genuine curiosity. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's a different scenario. I this the reason I asked the question is that I had a I saw a Facebook post earlier today on one of my friends wall that they shared and it was talking about how they're how certain generations aren't getting um, or are ending up being less healthy than, you know, older generations. Um, <laughs> and, and, and a large part of the, the discussion in the article was talking about the status of healthcare and how expensive it is and how hard it is to get good quality healthcare. And I totally get that. I don't disagree with that point, but I tried to chime in, Hey, there's something else. You can use food as medicine. You can How dare use, you? Yeah, you, you can totally fix, you know, and so I had a little discourse back and forth with some people, uh, you know, back and forth, and nobody got really, really rude, but they were so blinded by that their only option was life-saving pharmaceutical drugs. When I've seen people like Alberto yeah. and, uh, you know, everybody from the Meat Heals movement, and all of this stuff, and I tried to give them some resources and information in response to their, you know, their back and forth. And I was just like, they were not going to hear. I ended up deleting my ent- entire thread because I just <laughs> knew it was it was not going to go anywhere. And I I felt bad at hijacking somebody's wall post. If it had been in a Facebook group, I would have just, you know, left. It wouldn't have been a big deal. But um, I was just, it was so... It just it, it was frustrating to me because I'm like, yes, I know it's not going to solve your asthma completely, but it can sure make it a whole heck of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and like in my scenario, the, you know, the, in the groups that I'm in, I mean, we're talking about like severe intestinal disease. Yeah. And, you know, and, and most of them are still convinced diet has nothing to do with it. And I just tell them, hey, like, you're going to try to tell me that the food you put in your gut has nothing to do with your gut. Then, okay. Well, <laughs> let's just agree to disagree there. Yeah. But, and the, the comment that I see the most that just still to this day drives me absolutely insane is like, people will just go on there and post and they'll ask like, well, what, what prescription can I ask the doctor to give me so I can eat anything I want? And, and I like, I almost break my phone like, yeah. every time I see that comment <clears throat> and, and, you know, and there's varying degrees of everything. So some people are, are in really bad shape. And, and my argument to them is like, okay, so let's, let's assume that you change your diet and it eases your symptoms by like 20%. You feel 20% better. If you feel a hundred percent like right now, isn't 20% better step in the right direction. 
<laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm going to have we to also live that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one thing I want to add or to complement all of this, this discussion is how we live in a very instantaneous society now. So people will get onto Facebook, on Instagram, onto Twitter, whatever social media, and they will see this very, 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 very quick split second shot of somebody's life. And they are seeing people who are made up by Hollywood um, makeup artists and stylists and all these other kinds of things. And they think that that is the norm and that it's just going to happen that way. Even look at how it's done. You take a photo on your phone and if you like it, great. And if not, delete. You don't have to wait till you can get all 24 pictures on your roll of film, send it to the uh, photo mat and have it delivered a week later. And, oh, I forgot to check doubles kind of thing. So we're just in this instantaneous world right now. And that work ethic is not really as prominent as it used to be. Mm -hmm. So consequently, people aren't willing to go for, I've lost 30 pounds this week. I want to go for another four in the next month and whatnot. It's no, I need to get some pill that's going to make me lose a hundred pounds in five yeah. minutes and I'm going to be a rock star again. doesn't work. Yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. I just, the, the thing that, that convinced me that at least, um, if nothing else, that the, I, now I don't think necessarily that the paleo diet as described by most places and most uh, resources is exactly right on what it was like to eat thousands, you know, thousands of years ago. But I do feel like the idea of, okay, let's think about this. How did we eat a few thousand years ago? That's how we probably need to eat now because the same diseases, the diseases that are rampant right now are not rampant back then. Did, mm -hmm. you know, and then they, we had common sense, common sense knowledge of where and what to do in relation to you know, different common diseases like diabetes. There's documentation from, oh gosh, I think it was the 1940s, a book in the 1940s that, that says, here's a list of things to completely avoid if you are diabetic. And it's all oh, the carbs. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yeah, it's all the carbs. And so it's just like, well, I think we had this right a few hundred years ago, maybe. And mm -hmm. even within the last hundred years, we had this right. Why don't we have it right now? And uh, we know the answer to that. And that's a whole other rant that we won't get into. So I, I, let's let's not get into that rant, uh, that, that rant right now. Let's go ahead and dive into our guest. We do have a guest this week, and we are joined by Jared McGuire. He is uh, one of the, the lead people, maybe the lead person. We'll get into all the details of that here in a minute of Alterna Suite Brands. And uh, he's got a really great story that he's come on. He's going to share with us. And some of that story is what developed into their products that they sell and provide for the ketogenic and low carb community. So welcome, Jared. Hey, thanks guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's our pleasure to, to get to, to have you join us and get to, to meet you on a, on a deeper extent. Now, we uh, let, let's let's start out with this real quick. We normally start out with your story and we'll start at the beginning. We're going to get there here in a minute. Uh, but one of the things that I did in the group uh, when we were originally going to record this was we I took a, a, an informal uh, survey. I said, for no reason whatsoever at all. There was reasons, of course. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite condiment pre or post keto? And so there's a, a big list of 
of those. Some of the uh, shining stars in this list were uh, barbecue sauce, mustard, sriracha. Um, you get into some others that um, I, I can't argue, but I would also argue that they are not condiments. Things like ribeyes. Um, and <laughs> Jameson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see, another one that, that uh, our own Alberto uh, suggested was Nestle strawberry syrup. Uh, so yeah, not, not a condiment, at least not in my eyes. Um, but anyway, depends on what you pour it on. Yeah, yeah, I guess it, it depends. Um, so there, there, there was some really good, uh, you know, things that people liked, uh, and we, we, in, in typical form had some fun with it as well. Uh, so it was a really good, good survey to, to see that people do like condiments now and, and, you know, in the past and having a low carb alternative to that is a very good thing. So Jared, uh, let's go ahead and dive in to your story and um, how you kind of got into the condiment world. Um, but first start with your health journey and what brought you into uh, seeking after keto and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, my journey started back, I would say kind of like when the Atkins diet was really popular, mm-hmm. um, 2003, Something 2004. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, I was introduced to it and, I was overweight myself, um, needed to lose some weight. I just was feeling really sluggish, you know, just, and I'm like in my early twenties, you know, and I'm like, this is weird. You know, I should have tons of energy and, you know, why am I gaining weight? Um, so I was introduced to it, um, basically low carb, um, Atkins diet and man, I just lost weight really effortlessly of food I actually liked eating. Um, and so that's what kind of kickstarted me was back then. And, and, you know, I've, I've fell off, you know, the years in between and started getting the symptoms again, low energy, you know, just gaining weight, um, just kind of frustrated in general. Uh, so yeah, 2011, I just wanted to get, get a, get back on the horse really. Cause I knew that, you know, low carb ketogenic eating, um, made me feel the best. And, you know, I could, like I said, I could lose the weight pretty easy and I knew it worked. And, and so I got, got pretty strict with it, you know, from then on to currently, um, just really for me, my journey was more preventative and I was showing symptoms of, you know, might having some health problems down the line, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was what kind of motivated me is just the preventative, the maintain a, a nice, healthy weight, um, and just not be sick. Um, and so that, that was kind of my thing. You know, I, I guess I wasn't one of those guys that lost, you know, 200 pounds and, you know, already had three heart attacks or anything like that. But my, my story was really preventative and something I believed in. I, I you know, believe this way of eating. Absolutely. So, um, so being that you were, you were doing this preventatively, did you get into any of the blood work or biomarkers or was it your, your main things that you were using as measuring sticks along the way, mainly just weight and how you felt? Basically weight and how I felt. <laughs> um, you know, I, I did do a little bit of blood work and it came back normal. Um, you know, vitamin D 
you know, I think that's important in any eating regimen. So I always watched that because I was always a real low. Um, but yeah, it was more about how I felt and also a cholesterol, you guys know, um, you know, some measurements can come back and go, Oh wow, your cholesterol's through the roof. This is unhealthy. And you just know that the science says, says otherwise. So I wasn't too concerned about it. Yeah. Um, at least back then being younger, I didn't, didn't worry too much about it. Absolutely. So what, um, one of the questions that we sometimes ask is what surprised you along the way as you were learning about the ins and outs and kind of doing it for yourself? What caught you off guard? Um, I think what caught me off guard was, is there's at least when I was doing it, there wasn't a lot of, you couldn't make food very quickly because at least when I was doing it, there wasn't half the amount of products there is now. So, I mean, you had to just home cook everything. And that's what surprised me is like, oh, I can do this low carb thing. And, you know, I'll just, they got to have like quick options. And there really wasn't. So it's actually, I had to put a lot more time than I realized into it. So what were you making uh, when you were cooking for yourself? Oh, gosh. I I don't know. I was doing back then all the, 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 the like, kind of the fathead dough, but I don't even think it was called that. There were so many different, like, pizza recipes. Um, did a lot of burgers, meatloafs, I mean, steaks, just that kind of stuff. It all needed to be prepared. You know, it wasn't right. like eating unhealthy where it's like, I'm going to just have a hot pocket for dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing we always talk about uh, on a regular basis is it was, I always referred to as like the ebb and flow of, uh, of when you start your keto journey, how like you, first off you start and you start kind of simple, you know, maybe just a piece of meat and then some vegetables and then you kind of get creative and you end up buying all these ingredients and then, you know, trying to make these like really fancy desserts and meals. And then you get tired of doing that, so you kind of end up going full circle, like back to where you started. Did you experience uh, anything like that as well? Yeah, a little bit. I would I would say that. Yeah, just, you know, I really dove really deep into YouTube videos of people that were making low-carb recipes um, because I, I wasn't really much of a cook. You know, I'm, I'm really, really basic, but I'm like, I got to change it up. And there's so many videos just like how to make it. Uh, the ingredients to get, um, it was pretty cool. I've, I'm glad that I had that and, and the internet in general for just, uh, preparing really tasty stuff that stayed on my, my, you know, lifestyle plan. So with the, with you finding this and, and, uh, kind of diving into Atkins initially, and then eventually, you know, going full keto, uh, later on, uh, what was family like, uh, in response or family and friends? Uh, kind of a mixed bag. They're like, wow, you're, oh, you're losing weight. What are you doing? And I would tell them and some were like, oh, good job. Or some people were like, oh, I heard that wasn't healthy. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say to that. I'm like, I'm losing weight and I feel way better. I got to be do, doing something right. So I kind of had some people that didn't understand either. They're, they're, they thought I ate, they thought I ate weird. <laughs> like, why? oh, we're at a restaurant and you're taking you know, that bun off or you're just getting the sides of things, you know, like a steak, but you're not going to eat the potatoes. And they just thought I ate funny, you know, and I'm like, I don't think this is funny. <laughs> you know, I think this is <laughs> tastes pretty darn good. <laughs> so there's a lot of, 
eyebrows raising and my, it's just it's funny <laughs> yeah my wife to the to this day refuses to uh ed, or call what i call a burger a burger because it doesn't have a bun until it has <laughs> right. a bun it's not a burger it's just a meat <laughs> patty and i'm like okay call it whatever you want it's delicious <laughs> right <laughs> works for me yeah and when you when you're the first one of like you know your group that actually starts eating this way you know, I think everyone can agree that everybody probably got the same reaction. And then, you know, looking back to when you first heard of it or, you know, you started, you're like, I mean, I get to eat nothing but meat and all the fats and that's going to be good for me. And, you you know, everyone's skeptical of it when they first hear of it at first. So they actually try exactly. it. So, so it's like, you, you know, you put yourself in other people's shoes. It's it's 100% understandable. Right. Right. Looking looking on the shoe on the other foot, for, for sure. You know, you know, people like, well, why don't you just eat what they call normal, but just less of it. And I'm like, okay, well, I tried that. I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just listening to it all and t- kind of taking it in because it's funny how the world perceives people who follow keto and that, you know, it's weird, but yet the, you know, constant potatoes and bread and everything and, all of that, kind of going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago with the the food as medicine kind of thing. It, it just, it's, I'm just smiling to myself thinking about how clear it is that what you're doing and you're seeing the results and others are looking and like, that's weird, but yet they're not getting the results kind of thing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I went through it too. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but... Uh... Because my for me my birthday is always my like my goal day for you know my exercises and you know trying to lean out and whatnot. And uh, this was still living in Michigan, so this was probably about six seven years ago. And you know my birthday was coming up, and I was in the high one eighties, and this is when I was still eating whatever I want and drinking entirely way too much beer. But uh, <laughs> like, and I went on this kick of two a days. I would work out in the morning, and I was still I was traveling for work then too. I would travel with a giant duffel bag full of uh, resistance bands and chin-up bars and, and all kinds of like tubs of protein powder in there. And I would, I would hit the hotel gym in the morning, work out at night. Everywhere I ate, I ate rice, chicken, and salads for like six months straight. And of course, I lost the weight. I dropped down. I think I ended up losing 15 pounds, got down to like 172 pounds, I think, for my birthday. Was all excited. Partied for my birthday. Eight months later, I was up to 190 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you haven't really talked about um, your family, Jared. Are, were you a bigger guy compared to the other members of your family, or what? What's what's your? Um, what's yeah, I mean, situation? yeah, my yeah. my family, yeah, they're overweight, but not like really obese. And then my my problem started, you know, early teenage years, um, just you know, looking back, eating the wrong thing and way too much of the wrong thing. Um, it, it's just, it's funny. I just realized like being overweight, but I just noticed as I got older was about just the energy level. Like I said earlier, it's like, I, I, I had a hard time kind of like walking around the grocery store and I was like, wow, this is weird. You know, I'm not, not like winded, but just like, I don't know. I need to take a nap. You know, I took naps and I'm like, what? I haven't had a nap in a long time. <laughs> right, right. 
So when you, you you felt that that lethargy, you felt the uh, the tiredness and everything. Um, at this point, years later, you found this way. You've lost the weight. What's that? You know, I now for me personally, and the reason I ask this question is that, like when I first started losing weight, my energy skyrocketed, and then I've kind of balanced out a little bit, and I've kind of even now I still have way more energy, and I get you know way less tired now than I used to, um, even after you know hour long Krav Maga classes. But uh, <laughs> but what's that been for you? What's been your experience? Well, that's I've, uh, very similar, like tons of energy, almost euphoria in the beginning. And and then I think I've balanced out. And then occasionally I will get tired, but I think I can kind of pinpoint. I'm like, you know what? Electrolytes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not getting enough potassium, sodium, magnesium. Um, so I'm pretty in tune with how I feel. Um, so that's helped a lot, just uh, you know, then I have the opposite effect. It's like I can't sometimes sleep at night, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, man, my body's tired, but man, I just can't, I just can't turn the, the mind off. And then I see threads on Facebook, on uh, keto groups saying, anyone got insomnia? And there's like a thread of like 300 comments going, yep, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That, that was definitely me um, early on with, uh, with, with, whenever I had that initial, like, my my fat stores were releasing in mass mm-hmm. that was absolutely me i i just couldn't sleep i was i i would and that's also kind of when i was starting my my podcasting stuff and so i used mm-hmm. every ounce of that energy i would stay up until two or three o'clock in the morning and it was no big deal um but yeah it's it's uh it's crazy how how powerful you get and yeah sometimes it, i still see the insomnia and things like that um so let's uh let's go ahead and start transitioning now you, uh, you are your business person, obviously, um, just, just a little bit of a business person. You've started a brand that's taking, um, hopefully the entire world by storm, but definitely the keto world by storm, the Alterna Sweet brand, um, sauces. So like, uh, your primary uh, sauces or are they the only three that you have? I don't know yet. Uh, yeah, I, I, the only three. So, okay. So it's ketchup, spicy ketchup and barbecue sauce, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. So. I've tried them because I've been to KetoCon and I have bottles of it in my in my house right now because I was meeting up with your partner recently uh, at, at a uh, at another local meetup here in the the, the Austin area and so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really good stuff and it tastes just like the real stuff but you're using stevia instead of some of the other sweeteners and, and whatnot so that helps. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be, why you felt the need, uh, all of that type of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like I was saying around 2011, 2010, I was just really getting serious. Um, and you know, I was, again, you're preparing your own food. So it's taking time, right. To, to make your own food and stick to it. And I'm like, I just don't have a lot of time to make my own sauce. Mm. So back then it was the barbecue sauce and it, uh, so that was, my first one. Um, so I just didn't have a lot of time for that. Um, so I went to the store. Um, there was a couple sugar-free barbecues and I'm like, oh, I'll grab that. 
and I make my food, I pour it on there and I just want to throw up, you know, it just wasn't good. <laughs> so, um, and you know, a lot of them had some not so desirable ingredients in them either. Um, or a lot of artificial sweeteners. I was trying to limit myself on that. Um, so yes. So what I did is, so I would just make it at home, you know, playing with different recipes of a, like a sweet barbecue sauce, like a sweet baby rays. Cause that was one of my, one of my favorites. Um, but obviously that one was out. Um, so I just experimented a bit in the kitchen and, uh, had a barbecue sauce recipe that I liked and I'm like, wow, that's really good. Um, and then I used stevia and erythritol in it instead of like Splenda or, you know, an artificial sweetener. Um, and I'm like, huh, it's still pretty good. And <laughs> I actually had like a roommate there who he ate whatever he wanted. You know, he had the, you know, the palate of just, somebody that ate everything and he saw a little jar in the fridge and he tried it and he's like, wow, that's really bomb. That's good. And I'm, I didn't tell him it was low carb or anything. So mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, might be on to something there, you know? So that was kind of the start was just didn't want to, you know, I wanted something to help me stay on my plan, but it has to taste good. You know, you know, something I could even take into a restaurant, you know, when I'm taking the mm-hmm. bread off the bun, you know, I have my barbecue <laughs> sauce with me. So, and just, it, it just helps you, uh, stay on the, on the, on the lifestyle change. So I hope there's a story coming up where you walk in with this like 40 ounce jug of this barbecue sauce into a joint and just slather it on somebody else's food. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you guys almost did that at the uh at the uh barbecue place across the street from KetoCon this this past year. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. we're just bringing in bottles. You you we'll just place them over here. You you we're good. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was awesome. <laughs> one of my favorite barbecue places I've been to there too, so it was yeah. good, good good stuff. That's certainly definitely one of the better ones. So uh, tell us a, a little bit from the business side how that transitioned into you taking it from you making something for yourself to getting this out into to the hands of the masses. Yeah, so so I I had made this recipe and I had a you know an opportunity to start a business. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I think people need something like this. Um, it's just people try diets and they, they try these, you know, not even just keto, just, you know, diets or they're diabetic. And, you know, the options are so limited. And then the ones they can have, generally speaking, you know, wasn't the most pleasant. So, mm-hmm. so that's what started. And so I, you know, made you know, some up by hand in little mason jars and just kind of gave it to some people and got really positive feedback on it. And so I kind of skipped the step of, you know, bottling it um, ourselves and went and searched out a, a, a factory, a small like co-packer factory that could take the recipe, enlarge it, and, you know, bottle it and label it and ready for, ready for sale. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we did. And then, you know, had our first product in our hand within, you know, several months, did some farmer's markets with the actual product, 
Um, still got some really good feedback on it. Got made a really simple website. Got an Amazon listing, and this is just the barbecue sauce. Um, and things started to started to go, but you know it's a brand new product. Nobody knows about it. Uh, keto wasn't as well known because this is 2012 now. Um, so it just took some time to really get it going. And then around that time, a few months later, uh, we released the, uh, classic ketchup, just the regular version. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, so you, you got it out into the masses. Like how did you, you started with the, the farmer's markets and things like that. But, um, after that kind of what, uh, what was the reception like and, and, uh, kind of what, what, if anything, what made a big boom in that, that getting like a lot of attention? Well, then my, my business partner, Misty, who you, who you met, mm-hmm. she, she came, she came on around, around that time, right. When I had, uh, gotten the Amazon listing on there, got a little basic website, but it really wasn't, you know, you know, selling a lot because the marketing is the hard part of getting it out there. Sure. Um, and I don't think our demographic was nearly as big as it is now. Um, so she came on and kind of helped take it to the next level as far as, um, you know, we've, we even tweaked the formula together to make it that much better. Um, and we did, you know, t- took a little time off in between there to really reassess what we're going to do with the business to get it out there. And then we basically made a commitment to each other like hey we gotta we gotta we gotta do something and really get, get it out there so you know we brought on somebody to totally redo our website um and redo our amazon listing to get it uh more exposure um more pictures just more people finding it um because we decided let's just focus online because we were trying to do grocery stores mm-hmm. and all that other stuff and that's yeah. just that's hard um and so let's just start online and build it out from there. Um, and then it just, it just seemed like it just organically kind of took off. It's just like, we just really put all our energy in, into it because, you know, we feel like we have an excellent, excellent product and more people just need to find out about it, you know? And that's just kind of how, how it, it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, You know, and then people find out about it and then, you know, people ask their little local store about it. Um, you know, now there's all these keto stores popping up everywhere. And then they're like, hey, we've heard about alternative suites, you know, um, can we, we want to bring it in. And so people can buy it off the shelf. So it's been, it's been really exciting. Yeah, it really is. There's a uh, place in San Diego that 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 got a lot of attention, being kind of like the first fully keto uh, grocery store, and they they had all all of your stuff. Um, well, what they yep. had at the, had at the time, uh, I saw several vloggers come through there, and and they were like, "Yeah, we're out of that one already." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's good a problem to have. That's a good That's problem right. to have for sure. <laughs> Um, you guys have been at KetoCon now for a couple of years. Uh, a couple a couple of years ago, you kind of uh, kind of sat in with with Jimmy, giving away uh, the free bottles to to folks to to kind of get the word yep. out. And this last year, you had one of the better booths out of at, at KetoCon uh, because you were serving barbecue uh, brisket. I think it was brisket that you'd pulled and pulled pork. Yeah, 
Oh, pulled yeah. pork. Yeah, pulled pork. Yeah. So you, you you had that every day for you know around lunchtime, and so people oh, yeah. didn't even have to leave; they could just stick around and, and get a sample. Yeah, get a sample, and then another, and then another. And That's then right. A, yeah, there, there was no no lack of food available. Um, so what has uh, what has that been uh, reception wise for you between? Conventions, obviously, now you're doing more than just KetoCon at this point um, because it's just prudent to do so. What's that been like? No, it's been great. I think uh, KetoCon's been our best one we go to because it's it's so large. And we went to the actually the very first KetoCon, and it was a little nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was really a. Uh, really small and i'm like man i'm glad we didn't get a booth of this thing you know but it was their first year um and it's just blown up um and so ketocon in specifics you know just love meeting everybody and they love the products um and then we've done you know a handful of others that have been nice And, and i really enjoy it you know misty also because it's specific to you know, our market and the mm-hmm. people we can relate to. And, yeah. you know, when we all sit down and eat dinner together, we're not, you know, it's not like we're the ones eating weird, right? Because mm-hmm. no. you go out, some friends are like, oh, oh. <laughs> so we all, we all eat kind of the same way. It's, it's really cool. I really love the community. I mean, it's been really, really awesome. So now do you find yourself going around to farmer's markets looking for like what you think is the next best thing? Or like you go to a farmer's market and you try so much product and you're like, man, you're onto something here. Like I could totally help you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not so much farmer's markets, but even some, you know, other keto companies that are starting out that maybe I've seen a keto con or other trade shows. Um, and I go, you know what, man, I, I could have used that 10 years ago. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. You know, some of the products now I'm like, man, this would have been so nice to have. You know, I'm like, this would have made things so much easier. (laughs) Yeah, well, like even at this very last KetoCon, if I remember correctly, wasn't there a booth that like all they offered was like ingredients and flavors to other companies? Like they didn't have anything to to hand out to anyone, but they just had very clean ingredients and Mm -hmm. very clean flavors, however they do it. And like that, their whole business model is like, we supply these to the people that actually make the products. Like, that's why we're here. Like, we don't have anything you can taste. We just have the raw ingredients and it's all clean and it's all keto. Right. There was actually a couple of those, if I remember right. And and that's a really important thing to see come to the community because uh, people like Jared and, and Alterna Suites, they've got to have something to make their product from uh, that, that without having to start from complete scratch. I know that uh, when we were at this meetup, meet Misty was so excited that she found like a, a, a mass dealer uh, of of like blocks of stevia uh, or something like it was like crazy, like being able to find it in mass quantities or something. And, and so uh, you know, that, that's an important thing to have come to the market. Um, it so, is. Yeah. So Jim, you were going to get a chime in there. I was just going to ask what's on the next, what's the next item to come up? Cause you mentioned the barbecue sauce and the ketchup. So what's uh, on your wish list of, uh, creation? Yeah. Uh, so we, we've had requests for people. Um, they want like a spicy barbecue barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. um and so we're you know experimenting with a with a good uh 
like spicy version of the barbecue sauce, especially with the reception we've gotten with the spicy ketchup. So mm-hmm. that would be a good compliment. Um, and we've looked at a lot of different things, you know, uh, could maybe some Asian type flavors of sauces. Um, and we would never rule out maybe some dressings at some point. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's kind of like where our direction is just with those condiments. Um, maybe a, a mustard style, uh, condiment, um, would is something we've thought about too. Yeah. Honey mustard was one of the things that was mentioned in our survey. Um, and that would be killer. Like I would totally like, like that or something like a Chick-fil-A sauce would be just that if that was keto, Oh my Lord. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be going down. <laughs> um, so yeah, that it, it's really cool to, to get to see these products come to market and, and, and support our, our community, because that's really what it comes down to. The keto thing isn't just about diet. It's about community. That's what we love about the Keto Man's Club is that it is a community mm-hmm. of men that, that have come together to do life together, even in a virtual way, uh, and support each other in all ways, but especially with a focus on our way of eating. And, and that's that's a really cool thing to see products come alongside and and make that just a little bit easier. Um, Because just like you said, at the start of, of the the barbecue sauce and everything that, you know, making that sauce from scratch. My wife does, she makes barbecue sauce. Of course it's not keto, but she makes barbecue Mm -hmm. sauce herself. And the amount of ingredients and the amount of work that goes into making 12 to 24 ounces of that stuff is just astronomical in comparison to what I would say (laughs) Um, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, it, it really is one of those things that I am, um, definitely an advocate for having clean ingredients. And, and so let's, um, are there any, are there any ingredients uh, that are coming around that you guys are excited about maybe including in, in future products? Um, we've kind of looked into some, um, now that stuff's being more readily available, um, sometimes the prices can come down so we can keep the product, sure. uh, you know, competitive, so which has helped, helped, um, even erythritol back when we first started using it was really expensive. Um, but now so many products are using it. I, I think, I don't know this for sure. It's helped kind of bring the price back down. Um, yeah, there's just so many different things out there now. Um, and we're always looking at everything and we're, we're extremely picky too, just about the ingredients and flavors. And, you know, we have three really good products now. We want to just keep the line of sauces just Mm -hmm. to be, you know, you know, top notch. You know, you just said something that caught my ear about being picky of the ingredients. Um, are, are stevia and, and I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the other one, uh, that you mentioned (laughs) earlier. Yeah. Uh Um, are are there different variations on that, or is it all the same? Yeah, there actually is. Um, like with stevia, a lot of people when they go, "Oh, your yeah, ketchup has stevia," and I don't like stevia. It's bitter and it tastes bad. And you know what? They're right. The stuff that you buy in the grocery store mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. is <laughs> not a super high quality stuff, and it bitters out. Um, so that's why. I, we had searched high and low to find the best taste and cleanest, you know, stevia they have. And you know what? It's pretty darn good. And it is more expensive, 
but I mean, it's just a huge difference. So we really like to educate people going, okay, well, that stuff that you had at the grocery store or maybe at Starbucks mm-hmm. and you did the, you know, the Stevie and the raw stuff or whatever it is, it's not, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just started to do a lot of education and that's why we think sampling so huge. People try it first. Oh, I, you know, I can't taste this. It's a lot. Nine out of ten people, I can't taste a stevia in it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they just can't. They can't pick up on it. No, I, I agree well, with that. They say not only that. Like uh, I had, I had a bottle of ketchup that I had gotten at, at KetoCon, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh yeah, you know, was, you know, like a lot of the keto products. It's like, okay, this, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it says ketchup. It's probably going to remind you of ketchup, but it's, you know, like how ketchup can it be? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, I brought it home, threw it, didn't think nothing, I sat in the fridge for a while, and one day I was making a hamburger, and I'm like, you know what, let's throw this on there. And I throw it on there, I take a bite, and I'm like, man, I don't remember what ketchup tastes like, but I think this is what ketchup tastes like. <laughs> We've all forgotten. <laughs> so, so I actually had to call a couple of buddies who got theirs too, and I, like, we, were, we had this quick little conversation of like, does this actually taste like ketchup, or does this taste like ke- what, we, what we remember ketchup tasting like, that we just came to the conclusion that one is equal to the other, we all agree to taste like ketchup. But I mean, overall, like, I, I like I have yet to find anyone who has tasted it that that disagrees with the taste. They're all just like, "Wow, that is really good." So, so as you were saying, like the way you guys are using the sweeteners and the quality of sweeteners you're able to get, I didn't know there was different grades of sweeteners. I mean, it makes sense, but the the formula you figured out seems to be right on the money. Thank you. Yeah, it it, it took a lot of education to find, you know, the, the cleanest tasting ones, and you know, I had no idea then. I mean, my first batch of barbecue sauce that I made was Stevie and the Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, I wasn't really educated on maltodextrin and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> through that end, I'm like, well, this is Stevia, but it doesn't quite taste very good. So let's let's try a plan B. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's been a, uh, definitely a learning process. And, yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Jim, any other questions? We're starting to get to the uh, to the end of uh, our time here, and we want to respect that. Yeah, I'm kind of just fascinated about the whole process and how you got to this point, man. So uh, very nice work. Well, thank you. Now, Jim, you probably haven't had the opportunity to try Alternative Sweets ketchup or anything. Um, no, I have not yet. Yeah, um, That's my uh, 2020 KetoCon goal. <laughs> you there can you try go. everything. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so let's do our plug for uh, for a couple different things here then. Um so number one, you want to be at KetoCon 2020 here in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'll get the dates up here in a second, but the we're, we're going to get together and we're going to have a good time as the guys uh, is along as well as there are so many speakers that can illuminate things that you it, these little things that you pick up during these presentations that are just phenomenal uh, that that you don't want to miss it um, for for the speaking for the community that the community is just unparalleled um all the vendors like alternative sweets are there and you get to sample it and get almost sick on how much erythritol you you eat in the period of three days um (laughs) uh, and uh but really it is something that that you want to make the investment you want to come it's june 12th through the 14th this year in austin texas it won't be as hot this year but it will be hot because it's texas um but it, it's definitely worth the uh, the trek down here into the great state of Texas uh, to be able to 
uh, connect with so many different people and products uh, that that's uh, so definitely. And we, and we are going to work to find some type of a keto man's club event to have during that weekend uh, so that we can all have some time ourselves to connect with each other and really get to enjoy um, that time uh, as well. So that's our plug for that. Um, if you want to get Alternative Suite, I believe uh, that Missy said that we would be able to get a link that you guys would be able to to use to to, to find Alternative Suite and be able to to get that. And and I I don't care if it gives any discount even, but it will give uh, Alternative Suite the a chance to to see the results of how many people are are you know finding uh, the Alternative Suite brand through our through through our link and, and everything. So please. Uh, we'll, we'll have that link in the show notes. You can use that to, to find, uh, that and get, get all that going, uh, for you. So that's something to look for in there. Uh, we always like to plug the socials. So Jared, how can people connect with you online? So we're on, on Facebook under the company name, obviously, and Instagram. Um, that's our two biggest platforms, especially Instagram, um, yeah, that's definitely a good page to check out with all the recipes that people are using with our sauces, which is pretty creative. A lot of creative recipes of using a ketchup and a barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. So definitely check us out on there. Yeah, Frank uh, was on our podcast recently, and he talked about how he's uh, oh, nice. been been with you guys and and helped to develop a lot of the recipes that you have on your website to uh, to to use the alternative brand stuff uh, for everyday things, and it's uh, it. He's he's quite the chef, so I'm sure that oh the, yeah, he the, is. He's awesome. <laughs> all of those we love great. Frank. <laughs> yeah, he's good people. Um, so that's how we can connect with with you guys, and that's awesome. Uh, let's go around the horn real quickly. You can connect with all of us, um, and Jared, you are in the group as well. I'm sure that you probably don't have that much time to spend in in the Facebook group, um, but uh, you're you're in the group too, so people can yes. connect with you there. Yep. Uh, but uh, you can connect with all three of the hosts uh, there. Tag us. Um, we'll, we'll be usually minutes away because we're all data hoarders and we like to, to make sure that we're close to our devices. So just tag us. If you have a question for us, we'll, we'll be happy to answer anything that we can. Um, so that's one way to connect with us. Uh, you can connect with our, with our podcast on Instagram, uh, or our webpage. The Instagram is at keto man's club podcast. And our website is the keto man's That's a link tree that connects to everything. Our group, our Facebook page, uh, which is separate from that. Go like that. And, uh, we post our weekly episodes to that, um, now, and uh, share that with your friends and family. Um, you can connect with all of our social uh, things easily there on the link tree. So you can use that. And um, so the keto man's club.com. That's a really great, uh, easy resource for you to use uh, to connect with us. Uh, you can connect with me on Instagram at act and keto and uh, Alberto. How about you? Uh, same thing, Instagram. Well, not the same thing as you, of course, but on Instagram, it's uh, the Keto Cholo, and that's where you'll find uh, all the random stuff I do, mostly workout stuff, food stuff, and that's pretty much covers it. <laughs> yep. Jim? Mine is uh, Jim Inman Jr., Jim Inman Jr., and uh, you'll probably see some uh, photos of my dogs mixed in as well. 
Yeah, you you posted some pictures. I think it was on your Instagram of of the the holiday decorations that you've uh, recently put yes. up, and your dog showing off in a line, sitting still. Mm. I have no clue how you did that. My do- two dogs won't sit still for nothing. Uh, Food motivated, Christopher. <laughs> Food motivated. Yeah, if I have a treat in my hand, I can get them to do a few things for me. But getting them to yeah. sit still, multiple multiple dogs to sit still in one place—that's always a task. Um. Anyway, that uh, that pretty much is it. Any uh, parting shots or any any final questions or anything at this point? Well, Jared mentioned something um, about the crazy recipes and whatnot. So what is the craziest way you have heard one of your products be used in food? Oh, good question. Oh, man, I, I got to think about that one. Uh, you know, nothing jumps out. There's not been a barbecue ice cream or something. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, ketchup ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, somebody, like, did something with the ketchup, and they, like, thickened it a weird way uh-huh. and put in, like, a squeeze bottle, and they came out, like, little dots. Mm. And, it, and it was, like, cool, like food photographs um huh. I, I, gosh it's been a while but i thought that was really cool <laughs> and some of the sauces or people are making with the sauces are really cool like even even the basic cocktail sauces you know they use the ketchup as a base mm-hmm. right um yeah i always thought that was really cool they can just get creative with it but there's so many on our instagram page you have to check them out will do i think that's it for this week until next time make sure to eat meat Lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.